Ladies and gentlemen, 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 gentlemen you are now, 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 now listening to two, 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 the P13 Podcast. Yeah. Welcome back to the P13 Podcast. Coming back with another informational episode for y'all to listen to. When you are listening to this, it is Tuesday, hopefully, like we said in the past, if you've been listening in. And we drop a episode every Tuesday here on the P13 Pod. So feel free to take a listen every Tuesday, check out your Spotify, your Apple, or wherever you get your podcast, any major podcast uh, forms, or no, what would be the best word? Application? Platforms. Platforms. I forgot the pre- The correct nomenclature. The correct nomenclature. It's okay. That's okay. So I'm here for. That is indeed why you are here, and for those out there listening, he- who you've just heard. We're trying to keep with the uh, deep voice actor theme at the moment. Again, deep voice. feel actor. free to leave us a line on our Instagram at Project13Gyms yeah. or at our either of our our uh, Instagrams here, which you'll find out at the end of the episode, but if not, it's at Conway Bunga. Oh, I already spoiled it. It's at Kemi yeah. Fan, but the, the voice sitting we, next we to me. We could go with a doppelganger. Oh, more situation, which I just got to say, Gudri was giving me shit. Shout out Gudri. Shout out Gudri. But shame on you for uh, saying that I've gotten uh, or I've not gotten mistaken for. But people have said I look like Keanu Reeves sometimes. And guess what happened this week, Gudri? Someone (laughs) in the gym, a new person said, you know who you look like? And I said, who? And she said, Keanu Reeves. And I was Mm. like, that's interesting. I wish Gudri was here. But she wasn't. Tis, but hey, tis, now tis. it's on the podcast. So. Now it's on the Boom, podcast. Roasted. That is the deep, soulful Keith David like voices. Don't even know who that is. Of the one and only. We're digging deep. Mr. Thomas Conway. Actually, Keith Davis has gotten a few more roles as of late. Oh, Let's, he's an actor. He's an actor. We can got it. I look. thought I thought he was an R and B singer. No, uh, I switched it to actors. Let's see what. Let's see some of his his movies though. Cinematography. His cinematography. He filmography is, is that is what that it is? the best term for it? I think it is. It seems like he was in Armageddon at some point. I don't remember him in Armageddon. Uh, the Wonderful <laughs> World of Mickey Mouse. Catwoman haunted. Or okay. Hunted. Okay, so he's not. He's not like a real actor. <laughs> he's an actor. <laughs> Oh, he's in Mass Effect. That's right. Anyways, I played Mass Effect, so for my video game peeps out there. Got it. <laughs> he's not in anything too crazy, but uh, how but are he's you? he's a person. He is a person. How are you, sir? How are you today? I'm doing well. You know, we're in a different setup here in the podcast uh, studio, uh, studio pod. Uh, they oh, got a special, special. it is casual, you know, and we, we mentioned it's kind of like between two ferns, except there's really only one one uh, uh is that a real plant i uh, it, and and also what you what it? is it is it it looks like a fern oh it's fake for sure oh <laughs> come on studio come on. come on tj tj uh and we're all we also have a uh, beautiful pod on logo uh so it's more like uh one logo between two dudes cool <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's going to show up on the camera, actually, but... Ah, you can see the very bottom of it. You can see the bottom. Well, we're adjusting to this We're going to take a video and share it on our story for you. This will be a very interesting 
of the of the pod or of this conversation just no 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 just no just like <laughs> before we leave we're gonna get a video of the room yeah so you'll see that on our instagram again yeah. it's at project 13 gyms yes um how, it's a beautiful shirt you have on there what do you got on there you as well sir it's just a different color um this is the new p13 swag that we just got uh, so yeah. i'm repping the dark gray with the uh what did this what, would that be mustard logo or uh yellow yeah yellow okay flaxseed flaxseed um and then i have has got the uh denim slub with the <laughs> white print screen print screen print yeah not sublimated which is what we were looking for but it's okay they're great we will come back to the merch now. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but how are you ever otherwise? Loving the new merch, the new swag that we got going. Yeah, doing good. Just uh excited. Excited for just everything, you know? Life is exciting. Life is exciting. Speaking of exciting, how's jujitsu? Very exciting. He's pulling back the curtains on the studio. I'm pulling back a few of the curtains. It it leads up into something that may or it leads into something that relates to our topic today yes how would you know how far you've come in jiu-jitsu that's a good question uh it's by tracking of course <laughs> there we go i guess he answered it for me <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of the plan all along. Hey, happy that was, uh, that was a setup that was a setup that was good it was that a was good, good april like fools that. right yeah that was nice <laughs> was not expecting that I could tell by the look on your face. <laughs> Slightly perturbed. He might talk to me in private about that later, but You're fired. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. No, you're supposed to send that through text message. Like, oh, this is like true. you, Ryan Dick, and Thomas Egoloff said <laughs> that I be funny if you were to fire. Oh me yeah. <laughs> Via text. Via text. Uh. Um but yes, tracking of course is the way you can find out how you've come in one person's fitness journey. In Thomas's case, maybe it's jiu-jitsu. It's something that's not necessarily always talked about in the health and fitness world, but it is pretty simple to achieve, wouldn't you agree? I concur with that statement, sir. Mm -hmm. Like I said earlier, how would you know how far you have come without knowing where you started? For myself, this act of tracking sometimes goes by the wayside, just being honest. It happens from time to time. And what better way than to just get back on the horse or so that is the saying. From the what saddle. I believe the saddle. Have you ever? You just... can get back on the horse if you don't have a saddle on it. I don't think that's going to go very well. That's true. Yeah. Also, have you seen um, the Power of the Dog? No. There's a powerful saddle scene in there. Interesting. Which um, I'm not going to spoil it. Okay. It was a good movie. Interesting. Anyways, that's getting besides the point. With that saying, uh, in fitness, sometimes it's not always the case. Sure, you may take a look at how many times you've come into the gym and, yeah, you can yeah say I worked out and check off that box. But sometimes it takes a little bit more thought than that to achieve a greater goal. What do you say to that, sir? What I say, the is, yeah, so there's a lot of tracking is very important, I think. Um, you know, at the end of the day, most people are going to the gym to achieve or accomplish something. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't have a way to measure that thing, then it can be tough to stay motivated. But then additionally, it's kind of like, what's the point? You mm -hmm. know, if you're not tracking something, again, it can be anything. And we'll go through a lot of these, but there's a number of different things that you can track. 
based on what you are wanting to accomplish with your fitness and with your health. So before you start tracking stuff, maybe define the goals that you have. Mm. And this is where a coach is helpful too, but it could be, I mean, for a lot of people, it tends to be weight loss or body composition. Yep. There's the phrase in the biz that like really at the end of the day, everybody just wants to look good naked, which maybe there's some truth to that. But I, I do think, uh, what I've often seen too, is people maybe get into fitness for that reason, or just, you know, trying to look good. Excuse me. Just had a protein shake. <laughs> that protein shake gets me. And it got uh, edited out of the last one. Did it? Uh Oh, he's going to keep it in. Um, that may be the initial reason why people come in, but usually what we see is that, and this is what we really try to help people get to, is they end up finding a greater intrinsic motivator. Mm. And again, a lot of times when people come in, we try to push them towards that. You know, it could be simple things like being able to squat without without experiencing knee pain or or just like getting stronger so that you can feel more confident, right? Maybe losing a little bit of weight so that, yeah, like you are able to just move better throughout your day. Mm -hmm. And it might start as that initial, like, uh, more, what's the term? Broad goal? Broad or more like, I guess more shallow, I guess is Ah, kind of what I was thinking of saying. But, and it's, there's no, and keep in mind too, there's nothing wrong with wanting to look good, right? Absolutely. Nothing wrong with that. But at times that can be hard if that's the only thing that you're really using to try to motivate yourself. And it's hard to find like a system if it's, if it's still not as deep, I would say, or yeah, still, if you're still fairly shallow, it might, you might be able to find a system, but to get to that next level, you have to upgrade that at some point. Yeah. And I, I mean, maybe what you're trying to say or what I, the way I've thought about it sometimes is, you know, there are a lot of people that like their goal is to get shredded and maybe they do that. And then they're like, all right, I got there. Like it's great, but it's like, I think more often than not, that goal is not as fulfilling as people think it mm. is going to be. Then that's when you get to a point of, okay, now what, right? Like I got to the body composition that I want. Now what? And maybe I got to the body composition that I want, but I still have pain on certain movements. I, I mean, it could be a, a number of things. And I think that it goes back to the point that you were saying is like, what's past that intrinsic goal? And it might be related to like, sometimes not knowing where you've started or like not taking a fact of how you started this, this process too. Yeah. And it's like, sometimes you need to at least just get that going so that you can maybe find that intrinsic opportunity for yourself. Like, oh, like, yeah, I've kind of hit maybe a point. Well, where did you start off? You couldn't bench like a barbell. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, so I think that's, I think maybe what you're trying to say is it's important to know where you started. Yes. So, like, it's important to know where you started. That is good to have that reminder in the back of your mind all the time because, what I also see a lot is people will get to a certain point and they're still not happy, right? Yeah. And they're like, well, yeah, sure. And, and oftentimes too, they'll even like forget where they were, right? They'll they'll forget the fact that they're now squatting maybe 180 pounds and when they first started, they were squatting like 100 pounds. It is very important to keep that in the back of your mind 
where you started. And I've had a coach before that has told me, I, I said to him, I said, I don't feel like I'm where I should be. And he said, worry less about where you think you should be and just worry about if you have gotten better. Mm, right. Very valuable right there. Yeah. It was very insightful. And I mean, he was right on, right on point with that. So let's take this to like the topic that you talked about with weight loss. How are some ways that I could maybe gauge that or, or check on that? Yeah. So weight loss, there's a number of different ways that you can track it. And it's also important to distinguish between weight loss and fat loss, right? Because anybody can lose weight by just not eating as much. But I do think it takes a little more thought and attention to actually lose fat and also preserve lean muscle mass, which is really the name of the game, especially as we age. Like that's that should be the goal, I think, quite honestly, for everybody. Because at a certain point, once we go beyond 30, because of hormonal reasons and everything we start to lose muscle mass unless we're doing things to retain it, then we can slow that process down. So in terms of how you can measure that, uh, the most accurate way where I was actually just chatting with some people about this in class is a DEXA scan. So we've talked a little bit about this. We did do a full body composition episode. This is true. So that was one of our early episodes. Look back. So back listen. shout out to our old selves. So <laughs> give that, give that a listen, but, and we talk in more detail, but yeah, DEXA scan is a, a good way to track it. That's also going to give you your lean body mass. It also, I think gives you like bone mineral density as well. Yes, it does. So it's kind of a fat cool mass. comprehensive, yeah, fat mass. And it shows you like the distribution of fat and everything. So it's a pretty comprehensive test that you can do to track. And with that, you would just want to, and with all of these methods, it's important to do it on a semi-regular schedule so that if you are moving in the direction that you want to. so That's the other thing about tracking, though. You, going back to just the principle of it, it's like to know in between those time points. Like when do you... When do you... Progress, like, when do you choose to measure? Like, yeah, so, well, that's actually another good point. Like, I think you don't want it to make it too frequently. Like, I would say even with like something like a DEXA scan, I don't know how valuable it would be to do like every quarter. Yeah. I instead think just in, and we've also talked a lot about this in terms of, you know, you have to commit yourself to a process for a period of time to get the results you want. I would even say like, if you did a DEXA scan twice a year, Mm -hmm. and even that I would say is on the shorter end of what I would do. Like if it were me, I would get one and then be like, all right, I'm going to try to work towards improving my body composition, let's say, since that's the example we're talking about, over the next year. Mm -hmm. Knowing that it's going to take that amount of time probably to get where I want, roughly. I mean, it's going to vary from person to person and how much fat they have to lose and all that stuff. So for some people, maybe it could be shorter, but I think for the average person, like the longer generally that you make those time time stamps of when you get those measurements i think the better but it also depends on what we're measuring what we're tracking true right it's very true and, and as you continue here with some of these other items they're yeah very valuable and and also dexa scan is expensive very and expensive. <laughs> uh also sending uh x-rays uh through your body so you don't want to do that a whole lot noted yeah unless you want to turn into the hulk 
true. Which is kind of cool. That'd you be know? pretty fun. Yeah, then you'd really reach your body comp goals. <laughs> the next one, shorts. you would, yeah. But the, just let them rip. That's what he does. <laughs> then there's like the Bod Pod and the BIA machine, which are not as... Uh, Bod Pod's pretty accurate, but you're probably just not going to be able to find one of those. BIA machine, those are everywhere, and it's for good reason because they're cheap and they're inaccurate. But <laughs> if you are using that to measure, then yes, it's possible that you can kind of an get... inaccurate measurement from one point to the next, while it's inaccurate, it may trend in the direction that is accurate. Yes. You know what I mean? And you have some consistency at least as well with that. Yeah, yeah. And then there's calipers. Jackson, shout out Jackson, thinks we should get a set of calipers. I told him <laughs> that that test is only as accurate as the tester is good. Yeah. And I've just heard, talking to my professor in my master's program, we were, this was a topic that we were talking about in, in one of our classes. He said like that like someone is really good at it after they do, I want to say he said like 10,000 tests. It's a lot of tests. That's a lot of tests. It's a lot of pinching. So, yeah, and I think I've maybe done five in my life. How many have you done? I've actually done probably closer to 100. Yeah, I mean, so that's... That's still way off. That's... Right. So, while we would be somewhat accurate because we have an understanding of exactly where to put it and things like that, there's still just little nuances that you just pick up from doing more tests. Yeah. Even at... Like, I've done a lot because that was one of the free offers that we did when I was working at a different gym. Yeah. And so it's like you do that at least, like, maybe five times a day, three or four, three to five from time to time. You don't think you've done more than 100 then? No. No. I think because I took that time off from work. Oh, yeah, yeah. But anyways, those are all – you still – can always learn because even at that point i was still learning okay you still don't want to be dead center of that of that skin fold or anything like that but that's a whole nother story yeah now adding into that more with the tools that you could use as well that are a little bit more on the client or easier on the client customer consumer Customer. the consumer side consumer so yeah some tools that you can use for this specific thing that we're measuring or that we're talking about measuring would be things like uh, tracking calories and there are tons of tons tons and tons of tools of uh, that you can use to track calories so there's the most commonly known one is my fitness pal and that is pretty helpful because it does have a really large database of items mm-hmm. so like pretty much whatever you eat will probably be in there of course there is still human error involved in that because you're like oh I had a I had what I think is six ounces of chicken or whatever, and it might have been more, it might have been less, mm-hmm. right? So I guess another tool would be like, are you weighing are you weighing are you weighing your food? And if you're not, then you just have to understand that there will be a little bit of human error. But it's not that much. And I would say it's not so much that it's not going to work, I guess yeah. is the best way to put it. I think like you said you hit that on the head because a lot of a lot of it will think that you have to work in absolutes. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. You're gonna drive yourself crazy if you're trying to do that. Um but yeah, so tracking calories using my fitness pal, also tracking macros. Um 
you know, I'm not too huge. I'm not too huge on either of those, I would say, mm-hmm. for myself and also for people that I work with. I usually encourage people to get to a point where they have an understanding of how much they're kind of consuming just intuitively. But I do think that the calorie tracking can be useful at the beginning of that process yeah. just to help you understand because just a little anecdotal story like I using that I found out that I was actually under eating yeah so I found out that because I was trying to eat this was back in my early days of being a fitness enthusiast mm. as they say I was trying to eat really clean and and turns out that it was like too clean like <laughs> was- I was I was like not using many oils and things like that to cook I was you know, yeah, it it was just like missing out on extra nutrients that you could have had for. Yeah. And well, and really just like extra calories. Ah. So I found, I've discovered through that, that like I was more so eating just over about 2000 calories a day on average. And for me, that's not a lot at the time I weighed 190 pounds. Wow. That that was like the lightest I've been as an adult right now. I'm sitting at 210 and like, this is where my body is pretty comfortable. So how I got to that point, who knows, you know, but, uh, but yeah, so then I used that to help me eat closer to 3000 calories, which is probably about where I should be and definitely where I should be if I'm trying to gain weight and gain muscle. And I ended up in that process gaining 20 pounds in probably about three to four months. Oh, wow. And it was That's like pretty, it was like pretty significant amounts of like muscle. This leads into the next part though, with muscle gain. Because you just talked about it. Yes. In terms of what you need to look at if that is also the goal in here with tracking. Yeah. So very similar in that you would, you know, probably also want to, like I just shared with my anecdotal story, is maybe use those tools to make sure you're eating enough. Because mm. that is one thing I often hear with people is that have been maybe labeled hard gainers is that they're like, I'm eating so much, I'm eating so much. And then, you know, and I would have said that same thing about myself. And then when you actually track it, you're like, oh, I'm actually like not eating as much as I could based on my height and, and current Your weight and where I'm rate. trying to go. And yeah, and how much I'm doing, how much activity I'm doing. It's very important to track that. Then also just tracking body weight. If you're trying to gain muscle, the scale probably needs to go up. You've got to live with the pudge for a little bit. A little bit, bit yeah. I mean... You might get a little fluffier yeah, than you usual. Can, yeah, you can. Um, I think that people can gain muscle without putting on a ton of fat. Yes. You know, and so, but but either way, even if you're not gaining a lot of fat, the scale should still go up. It should. Yeah. You might be just your six pack might not be as defined. Might be a four pack. Might be a four pack for a little. Which bit is okay. Of time. It's not bad. There's a little time until summer. You, you just got to remember what the goals are. I think is, is yeah. One of the like if you want to get strong and gain muscle, like you probably shouldn't be worried about a six pack. Six pack. Exactly. You know. In terms of skill development, how does one track that? How do you track your progress? Yeah, so skill development is a little bit different than things like muscle gain, weight loss, because it doesn't necessarily have to do with a number. So, for example, if you're trying to get a ring muscle up or a handstand, like that is not something that you can be like, oh, I just need to add five pounds every week, right? Like with a squat or a deadlift or bench press. So I think with skill development and also just with muscle gain as well, just to add on to that is like tracking your workouts. 
So if it is a muscle gain situation, you can track if you're lifting more than you were the week before, right? And that's how if you're getting stronger and how you're adding muscle is. Such as using the True Coach Metrics button for you members. Yes, or write your numbers on the board when we tell you to. Um, but uh, progressive overload, that's what it's all about, all right? So if you're not progressively overloading, then what are you doing? But with skill development, again, it's a little bit harder because you're not necessarily increasing numbers. So this is where I think video is very important. Mm. I, a while ago, had the goal of getting a uh, one-minute free handstand or freestanding handstand. So what I would do a lot is record myself trying to do it. I was working with a coach, so that was the other purpose of the videos, was sending them to him, and he would provide me feedback. But it also was helpful to have that as I progressed and was able to hold 15 seconds and then able to hold 30 seconds. And I could continue to look back at those and be like, oh, I wasn't quite pointing my toes enough or whatever it may be, right? I think for skill development, like tra- like using videos to see how you're performing the skill yeah. can provide you with clues as what you need to work on. Such as like what we were you were doing with your squat as well. Yeah, with and it applies Lucas. to those as well, yeah. The, all, the, all those little things that just doesn't have to be a metric-based like, time. Right. It could just yeah. be, oh, your hips are doing this in your squat or, yep. or whatever. Your yeah, feet. yeah, exactly. So video is actually very important for, I think, a lot of different, you know, forms of training. I mean, if you're just videoing yourself to like, you know, watch Clout yourself get a, get a bicep pump and then post it on TikTok. <laughs> I don't know about that, but. Um, you got a good old fashioned pen and paper. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So pen and paper, just writing down what you're doing. Um, Shout out Beck. How many? Yeah, that's right. And that's where you can track weight. But even also with skill stuff, it's like you can write down, oh, today I held handstand for you know, 35 seconds, right? And that can all be helpful to look back on because you can understand if you are getting better or not. Um, So then taking this outside of the fitness realm, what about general health? So yeah, general health, I think some things to track there, a lot of it's subjective, but there also is some objective measures that you can do as well. But you know, at the very basis, like, do you feel energized and recovered on a daily basis or, or the opposite? Do you feel fatigued all the time, run down? Things like fitness wearables can be helpful for this Mm -hmm. because they do track things like sleep quality, HRV. I almost said sweep quality. Sweep. Sweep quality, HRV, resting heart rate, which are all good markers of how you are from a general health perspective, right? If your resting heart rate is continuing to climb, then you're like, you know, you can step back and assess like, oh, what am I doing that's seemingly making my heart rate go up, right, yeah. at rest. But then from an objective standpoint, you can you can measure certain biomarkers. You can get labs done to check your hormones. Me and Taz are going to do that soon. He's, on, he's waiting for you. <laughs> I know. I just sent him a link before this episode because I know he's been asking me about it. And then just like general blood, like so the hormone tests you'd probably have to do outside of your primary care physician or primary care provider, but there's a lot of different places that you can do it. You just get labs drawn up for you. You just have to pay for them out of pocket. Check out Merrick Health if you're interested in that. Then just like blood panels through your doctor, that would be just like getting your cholesterol checked, triglycerides, things like that. That should be done at your, if you do an annual visit, they should do that for you. And that's a good, 
again, you can do a one-to-one comparison. Maybe in 2021, your cholesterol was borderline high. And then if you make some changes and the next year you get it checked and it's down, then that's just a positive sign. And you said it there. If you make some changes, the behaviors are the big things that will help or changing your behavior, maybe even changing the attitude around it. Wouldn't you agree? In order to getting your tracking down so that you can get these biomarkers, you can get to your goals, whether it be fitness or biomarkers. Yeah. So I think that tracking, this is another approach that you can kind of think about with tracking is tracking the behaviors that you do and maybe not necessarily tracking them. Like not, not like you have to write them down. I mean, I think you can generally remember like, did I do this today? Did I do this today? Whatever. Or if you like are someone that journals or whatever, you can jot it in there. But we actually are doing a wellness challenge at uh, P13 right now, March Madness Wellness Challenge. And I know some people are getting tired of it, but guess what? <laughs> it's going to be good for you. Six weeks. Um, six weeks. Goal? That's nothing. That's nothing in the grand scheme of things. But yeah, so practicing behaviors like meditating, making sure you're getting good sleep quality, reading, journaling, like things like that. Those are all behaviors that are going to add to your overall health that are things outside of the gym and outside of fitness. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's like other behaviors that would go into that as well is like, how many days are you going to to the gym per week? Are you going to bed when you need to to help with recovery? Are you eating the foods and the quantity to, quantities of foods that you need to for your goals? So, again, taking a more behavioral pr- approach to it can be helpful because then also, too, you can just focus on that and you don't have to focus on the results. Yeah. Just like focus on it's pretty simple what you need to do, and that is go to the gym, eat well, sleep well. Like, are you doing those things? If the answer is yes then guess what? That result will most likely come with time. And with that, avoid the bullshit. Avoid the bullshit. Bye-bye. Thank you again for listening to the P13 podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. This podcast was produced by Project 13 Gyms and a special thanks to Studio Pod Media for providing the studio space and additional production. Absolutely. You can find us on social media on Instagram at Project 13 Gyms. You can find myself at Kemifan. That is K-E-M-I-F-A-N. How about you, Thomas? Where can they find you on your social media? You can find me at Conway Bunga. That's C-O-N-W-A-Y. B-U-N-G-A. You can also check us out at project13gyms.com. And if you're in the SF area, come train with us at Project 13 Gyms in Lower Knob Hill.